Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. I've sailed around the world. I'm a hunter-fisher. Built boats, climb mountains. Imagine waking up one day and not feeling quite yourself. You go to the mirror and something's changed. You don't entirely recognise yourself, but you're aware of being in this new skin. Well, that's what happened to Antonia, formerly Anthony John Pierce. My mind certainly, instead of imagining great big boats and bulkheads and building houses, I imagined sort of going out looking nice. The old skin is just a memory now, and taking it off is like being freed from a heavy winter coat. I'm Sonia Yee, and you're listening to Only Human, a podcast exploring those moments where life takes a turn when you least expect it. I'm legally transgendered woman. I'm a passionate writer. I use different genres, music, books, and now my true love is the stage. Antonia shed her old skin as Anthony about eight or nine years ago, making her transition when she was in her 60s. And I've been cross-dressing in the closet for a while before that. I live in a small town, and mostly I'm a regular at a local bar and everyone's great. I head out to Ponsonby in Auckland with Antonia and it's time to hit the shops. I can remember dancing on that island dancing on that island at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> in four inch heels. But you come here to the hospice shop. Why do you come to the hospice shop? Because they have some of the best label stuff at the best possible prices. I've got a pink jacket from here that would have been four or five hundred dollars for fifty. If you go in a, into a good area, they get a lot of good stuff. So you've obviously got a good eye. Show me on the racks something that you would wear that catches your eye. The stripy thing or the white thing? No, the stripy thing. And you're quite tall as well. Like, how tall yeah. are you? I'm six foot two. Wow, and oh, with heels as well, with and the heels. Oh, it, it makes a woman's foot because I've got big feet, being whom I am, and it makes just makes the flow looks a lot better. Interesting tip for the tall girls out there: <laughs> wear a heel. What size do you wear? I'm, if I'm a jacket, I'm 16. Being, being a male body, I'm broader up here than I am here. <laughs> because you're really slim. I would have thought 16 would be massive. But... Only on my shoulders. If I... As a young man, Anthony John Pierce was a handsome singer-songwriter who had no shortage of female attention. He'd been married and has three biological children and one adopted daughter. He played guitar. He was a boat builder. He did the kinds of things that would make him just one of the guys, a Kiwi bloke of sorts. I was never really much of an egotist. As I say, I was a gentle person. And I started reading about cross-dressing and I started playing around, as you do, and usually in ridiculous stuff and then when you get serious which happened to me quite quickly some people it takes years some never do I've got friends that have 
worn their mothers and sisters things since they were kids and they're in their 60s and 70s and are still in the closet. I've got other cross-dressing friends that love to go out, dear, dear friends that nurtured me in this adventure over the road here, who, again, have no intention of ever transforming their girls when they go out and their men when they're at home or can go to work. But the thing is, Anthony never felt drawn to dressing in women's clothing until something happened. One day, Anthony was home alone. I'd bought my partner this stunning three-piece underwear set. Not overtly sexy, just, it was $300, give you some idea. She never wore it, and I was where I am now, up north, getting ready to rebuild this monstrous house that we bought. You know, it was there, hanging there, and it just said to me, Come on, put me on. Come you know on. you want to. You know you want to. That was after a few traumatic sessions. Previous times had been followed by a sense of shame. But this time, things were different. It wasn't a sexual thing for me. This is nice. Everything seemed to soften, you know. When I got deeper into it, I was just about 60. But it had been going on before that for quite for a while. So what did Anthony see when he looked in the mirror? The first thing you've got to do is get a wig. You can't look like a grey-haired old man with something like this on. Today, Antonia has about 16 wigs of varying colours and styles to complete whatever look she feels like on the day. I've dyed my white hair at home. I don't have to wear a wig and it's getting longer and I'm thinking of having some transplants that might make it possible for me to not have to wear a wig all the time. I always wear one going out. Anthony's transition to Antonia is kind of complicated. We talk about male menopause, which is not medically talked about, and it's not a medical term, but believe me, it happens in the mid-50s. Some men, not all, change dramatically. Men don't talk about it. It was physical and overwhelming. Your sexual function completely changes. You no longer have erections. Even with someone that you've been with for a while and loved, it's quite traumatic. You then tend to be a lot more femme than you were, as you've seen in my photo file. For Anthony, his life had flipped upside down. I mean, I was always a heterosexual male. I was never a, a gay male. I was not like a macho man ever. I got on really well with women because I wasn't a macho man. I, as I said, I was a singer-songwriter as a young person and you know, I attracted a lot of women. But then I married and I was um, totally monogamous for the 22 years that we were married. I was with another lady for 16 years and, and in the end she couldn't cope with it. But some men experience severe loss of libido. I was one of them. Before that, Anthony's libido was healthy. On a scale from one to 10, it was sitting about... A good seven and a half. The shocking thing was when I wasn't able to perform like I used to. Physically, I couldn't. You can talk about the little blue pill and all that sort of stuff, which does help, but I went to doctors and things and got basically told the facts that, well, you know, some guys, the loss of libido rather than taking maybe 15 or 20 years can happen quite rapidly. And that's what happened to me. As you can imagine, it was a massive blow to Anthony's male ego. Although today, looking through racks of clothes, well, 
Antonia seems right at home. I mean, obviously you kind of know your body type right now. You've got a, a, a dress that's kind of over the knee, yep. a little a yep. cropped blazer. Yeah, it's very hard to get them this long. This is, yeah, a little bolero, which I, I, I wear um, to try and bring the shoulders in a bit. So even when you were buying clothing for, like, you know, ex-former partners before, you, would they like the choices that you made? Sometimes. No. Right. But other times, well, right, and they get used to it and they like. So you were picking up things that, like, suited their body type and even mm. if they weren't... It but was a bit more colour, as I say. My uh, uh, first partner was a hairdresser, so she was obviously did her own thing, but the second one was a lawyer and she was hopeless. Do you wear jeans here in the city? Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I've got great legs. <laughs> not bad for a Yeah. Lucky. Anyway, I quite like I'm very fortunate. So I've got mum's cheekbones mm. and I've got her skin. I know, I'm 72. I just love being a girl. It's really exciting. And I still haven't, you know, obviously now. My sexual preferences have gone, you know, I like men. That was the biggest surprise when this guy over there <laughs> sort of hit on, a few guys, sleazy guys had hit on me a bit. Um, but this was a really nice guy. He was, a, he was a lecturer at university and he found me attractive. So they started another adventure. But attracting people is one thing. Relationships can be complicated for anyone. But what has it been like for Antonia? And what are some of the issues she's already encountered? I, I did have a relationship with a guy once, and it was really quite wonderful. Um, he had other issues, and he, he was a cross-dresser all his life, but he looked like Bruce Willis a bit hard to paint up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's a wonderful guy, and we had. A, but he had historical mental issues, and it, it got abusive. So I left. Mm. Now, from what I understand, when you have a sex change, your thoughts and feelings begin to alter. So, does Antonia even recall what it was like to be in a man's body? I think feminine thoughts. Negative people will say, oh, you're only like that because of the drugs, but it's not that. That was, you know, I, I was like that four years before that. They're very careful. The sexual health service is excellent in this country, and you can see a specialist and they will keep an eye on you, and they still do. You know. I sit and talk to my girlfriends about men, my God, who, they snore, they this, they that, and the other, and so, I look at men as a girl would look at men, oh my God, look at look what's he wearing? For God's sake, he wouldn't go out with me looking like that. And he snored again. I am a woman in my heart and in my mind, if that simplifies it for you. I'll still wield a chainsaw in the garden or, you know, but I still show myself in my f feminine persona when I go out in the boat. I go down the boatyard. I used to be the club house manager as a guy. So some of them have found it a bit difficult, but they've got used to it. Most of us never, never wear trousers. Somebody once said that um, we dress like the woman that we'd have liked to have met. 
Antonia is undoubtedly comfortable in this new skin, but there are other complex changes, especially to relationships with friends and family. My grandson calls me Papa, and my little adopted daughter still calls me Dad, which is fine because she had a pretty rough early life. Well, one son's gay and he was thought it was a giggle, but he understands completely. My younger son has had much more of a difficulty because he is... I mean, he's six foot four, 100 kilos, built like a film star. He's taken a bit more time. My daughter was the first one I confided in, and she said, oh, this will be fun, and took me out shopping. <laughs> her and her husband decided after a year or a couple of years that I was, um, this was happening. So I, I've been out to my grandson since he was four. It's hardest for people that have known me for a very long time. I've got a cousin that loved me, but she can only speak to me over the phone. And then, well, there's the general public to contend with. You see it every day. I mean, particularly young middle-aged women, you know, 35 to 50, they'll look at you as though you're some kind of freak. I know people look at me and say, you're a man dressed as a woman, even though I don't look too bad your hands, you drop out of character from time to time. Most men are very non-committal. Some of them are pretty terrified, particularly if you, I look reasonably attractive and they think, oh my God, I'm not thinking like that about her, am I? And you can see it in their faces. If I had an ego, it would bruise it, but I don't have one, so... But it does make you go sigh and think, oh well. But achieving a very female form comes at a cost, mentally and physically. Every little while I come off the estrogen, I just naturally come off it. But I mean, that's one of the reasons I am physically as I am. My facial features have softened, I've lost quite a lot of weight. Um, some put it on. <laughs> I'm having, gonna have an orchidectomy, which is testicle removal. It means that the drugs I have to take to maintain my femininity, one of them I can completely drop off, and the estrogen only needs to be about a quarter. And I've been on them now for about eight years, and I think most doctors tell women that go through HRT that it can't be forever. So uh, this is just a practical solution. And being on medication, well, that comes with a risk of side effects. Testosterone blocker is one that hit me really badly, and they've tried several different things. And I now have one thing every three months, but I get hot and cold flushes. But having a sex change or transitioning also comes with a backlog of knowledge that hasn't been built or ingrained over years. We have to change our employment characteristics, which naturally changes your whole way of life, or if you're unemployed for a period of time, that's a difficulty that many, many people have to face today. Like a top actor doing a difficult part, will spend a lot of time getting into character before they actually film or go on stage. The process for me now is I'm totally happy and comfortable in the character that I am. I am Antonia Joanna Pierce. I'm not Anthony John Pierce anymore. I think you have to embrace whatever personality you're born with. Whether you like it or not, you have to embrace it. 
is critical in any form of life. And I think, but in, in my trans community, you know, in America, up to 40% of transgender people commit suicide. And I know of one person who knows of six suicides within the community. So it's a major issue. A part of it is rejection. I've just had a major issue with rejection of a group that I was quite strong in and got it virtually thrown out of. Um, I've had counselling over it, but I got seriously... And I never get depressed, like de depressed, depressed. I'm not that kind of person. We flip through a photo file. There's a picture of Anthony, a grey-haired, older man who looks unrecognisable from Antonia sitting next to me. And I wonder if Antonia even sees herself in this photo and what memories it triggers. I was a closet cross-dresser at that time, but I didn't have a lot of control. I could be the grey-haired old man or I could follow the new path and the new path became irresistible. At 72, I've just done my first lead role on stage. And in one of her plays, called Testosterogen, she tracks a transformation of a trans woman, described in a review as a magical live performance. I stopped writing books and I, I write for theatre because I love it so much. I love being part of the environment, part of your gender, your colour, your culture. doesn't matter. It's not about who you are. But whom I now am fits roles that I would never, ever have been able to do. And equally, the roles, I mean, my local theatre company would desperately short of male actors. They'd love me to be a man. But interestingly, about that time, I was completing my first novel and I found that I was a better writer as a woman. So I used to write in woman's attire. Hey, it's another adventure in my life. I'm a advent natural adventurer. I feel like I've got another shot at life. You know, I was a 60-year-old grey-haired man. Now I'm a 70-year-old not unattractive woman. You've been listening to Only Human, the sound engineer was William Saunders. I'm your host and producer, Sonia Yee, and the executive producer of the series and podcast team is Tim Watkin. If you'd like to listen again or to find out more, head to the RNZ podcast page or subscribe on Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.